The book was better. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Book Was Better podcast. My name is Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. And it's it's been a hot minute, but we're here. We're here. We're alive. Continuing, continuing the chronicles of Narnia. Being being pregnant is hard. Yeah. <laughs> being pregnant in the Arizona mm-hmm. summer is not it's hard. Something I recommend. Yeah. Um, and then just with working and children, and it's just been a little bit difficult scheduling wise um but we're just gonna keep doing our best and um we appreciate your patience and um kindness as we figure all that out but we have um officially hit over ten thousand listens so thank you so that was cool that's really cool that's crazy to think about um so thank you to everyone who has supported us since the beginning or is newer and is catching up on episodes or just watches, you know, the ones that sound interesting. I get it. So <laughs> shout out to all of you. Thanks for sticking with us. And hopefully you continue to listen to episodes and we can keep growing that number. But yeah, thanks. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool to see. Um I think our top listened to episode is still going to be our first one. (laughs) Yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Um, Potter and the Hunger Games. Those are our two most listened to kind of series. Like series. Yeah. Um, Which I get. They are two very controversial ones. (laughs) So. What's funny is even with having a bunch of like hour or more long episodes on all of the Harry Potter movies. Like I could still talk about it. Oh yeah. You want to talk about Harry Potter again? Cool. I'll talk about Harry Potter anytime. Yeah. (laughs) But that's exciting to see. So we do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, unfortunately we worry, we are able to finally record, but still on a little bit of a time crunch. So because uh, I have to go to work this afternoon and I have a baby who's going to be waking up here hungry. So we are just going to kind of jump into it now with Prince Caspian, or I guess the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian yeah. <laughs> by C.S. Lewis. Uh, so uh, the book was published in 1951. Movie came out in 2008. And... It's been long enough since we recorded the first one that I don't honestly remember how how quickly did this. I think I feel like it was not like immediately the next year. Like, I feel like it was a couple years after The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. I think so. Came out yeah, because the, this movie finally came out. The actors are, uh, I think, a couple years older. Quite a bit older. They looked yeah. older, at least. Yeah. Um, so... Yes. Um, oh, wait, I found my old note card. Hey. 2005. So Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the movie came out in 2005. And this one, yeah, so three years later. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with most of these kind of series, at least when you look at Hunger Games, Twilight, Harry Potter, 
those movies just come out year after year because you are, you're trying to catch it before the actors get too old. So. Yeah. I mean, especially with ones with kids who are mm-hmm. aging quickly, <laughs> it's uh, kind of important. Yeah. So definitely. And we'll talk um, a bit more about that s- as we get into it. I will say something um, interesting and maybe this contributed to that time, how much later it came out um, due to, like, scheduling Mm -hmm. issues or something. Um, The, like, lineup for this movie is almost identical to the first one. Yeah, that is interesting. That's rare. And that's rare from what we've seen. Um, Maybe one person stays the same from one movie to the next. It's rare that um, all of them do yeah um but and i will say i think between the movies you can you can tell like the the vibe of the movies is very similar the like cinematography Mm -hmm. and everything is very similar it's not as jarring a difference as say some of the harry potter movies where you're like oh yeah this was a different director and everything (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh no yeah it's it, it did flow very well, I th- I'd say, from the first one. And it's because our director is still Andrew Adamson. Mm-hmm. The screenplay was done again by the same three people, which was Andrew Adamson again, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Then the music was done by Harry Gregson Williams again. And then casting was done again by Pippa Hall, Liz Mullaney, Gail Stevens. And then this is the only difference is they like booted Ned Lott. He didn't help with casting this time. And instead, somebody named Nancy Bishop did. That's the only difference between The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and Prince Caspian when it comes to like those top people. Again, obviously more more people and roles go into making a movie. Um, yeah, but like from like, like the main head ones. of cinematography, head of editing. I mean, like I, there's lots of different things we could include, but yeah, those are who we always have, and they've basically stayed the same. So yeah, sorry, I'm now yawning. Okay, so little plot summary. So the Pavensi kids are back in London in kid form, right? Um, they ruled Narnia and grew older and then like returned to the real world and returned to their humans, like children selves. Um, (laughs) What a rough fate. (laughs) And then, but then time in Narnia has continued. And like, remember time in Narnia goes by way quicker, very quickly in only mere seconds in our world. Right. So it's been like, what, like a thousand years or something since they ruled Narnia. Um, and so there's these new people there, the Telmarines, Telmarines, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, and they have been ruling Narnia now. And so Prince Caspian is the heir to the throne, but his uncle killed his dad and took over and wants his son now to be heir to the throne, right? So Prince Caspian is in danger there. Um, And so the main conflict in this one is basically 
returning the rightful king to the throne again, which is, I guess, you know, technically was the conflict in the first one too. Um, White witch shouldn't have been ruling, right? So um, kind of a similar, similar conflict point there. Um, So the Pavensi children are brought back to Narnia to kind of help return this balance. Again, it's all about returning balance again to Narnia. Um, They find Aslan again, and with Aslan's help, are able to rid the like treacherous Talmarines, um, but allow some Talmarines to stay. I don't know. I was a little confused by that part. They get rid like, of the bad hey, guys and they keep the good guys. That's all. That's and they keep the good guys. But it's like <laughs> even the good guy. They, they like had a choice where it's like you can return to Talmar. I think that's the, what the town is. The place is their their like original country or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, right? Or you can stay in Narnia. Yeah, as long as you are And, like, chill. some choose to stay in Narnia, <laughs> some choose to return to Telmar. Yeah. Um, but Prince Caspian is crowned king. And then the Pavensis go back home. And okay. they're back at the rail- railway station through magic again. Um, but they're, like, told that Narnia, you can only go to Narnia if you're a kid. Yeah. So... Um, Peter and Susan are like right on that edge point, which doesn't make sense to me. Cause I'm like, um, guess who's younger than Peter Susan. So if Peter is able to return at this point, doesn't Susan technically then still have two more years or whatever, but whatever, no. I'm not going to argue the magical laws of Narnia. The magical I don't understand laws of Narnia. The lore. Um, but basically they explain in this one why you don't see, you won't see Peter and Susan again, basically. <laughs> Um, there's my really, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I didn't love this one as much as the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe book wise. Like, yeah, the story didn't speak to me. Like the magic and like the, the characters in the story didn't really and especially as much as the first one, especially in the book, because it is a lot of like war councils. And like, and just like, and he throws a lot of characters at you. Yeah. And like you, don't get me wrong. There were quite a few characters in the first one. Oops, I just dropped my book. Um, there's quite a few characters in the first one, but like in this one, there's just a lot and they have weird names and it's, I'm going to be, it's, it's a little difficult to keep track of who everyone, everybody is. And it's like, oh yeah, Trumpkin. And I'm like, okay, cool. Trumpkin. I know, I know. Trumpkin. But then there's this other guy, like. Polycifer something, polysiphonies or something. I know Trumpkin. And I'm like, who who is that? Who is polysiphonies or whatever? And I'm butchering that name. Anybody who's like a real big fan of these these books and movies are are just like judging me hardcore right now. Um, What? What is his actual name? I can't remember. But it's something like that. What comes to mind. It also doesn't help that we did originally plan on recording this like a month ago weeks ago yeah and then we couldn't figure out a time and so now it's been a little bit since like the movie and book is like fresh in my memory so that does yeah, not i, d- I definitely had to do a remember little, the a weird little refresh i had to do a little refresh um, yeah but i'm like who was that part but anyway so the, it was just just more difficult for me to really love everybody um the characters as much obviously the um, like main characters are, were still 
enjoyable, yeah. at least in the book for me. Um, we'll get to some grievances with those characters in the movie, but, um, but the nice thing about the movie, oh, it was, it was, it was, it didn't even start with a P I was oh. thinking of so pespian. Uh, there's a P in there. Yeah. There were, there were two P's in that name, yeah. but it, not, not the at the beginning. Of the game. Sorry. So um, Pespian and Glozell and. Well, and of, the nice thing about people. the movie is you see the characters. And so you Which don't have to remember help. names. You just are like, yeah, that person, that face. Okay. They're important. Like yeah. way easier. But they're also just like hard names. That's not yeah. like Tom. <laughs> it's Nikia Brick. Like. <laughs> yeah. There's some intense names. So. It's just a lot. But um, when we did The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. We had guests. We had guests that went first. And then I I think I went last, didn't I? I think so. So I'll start this time. Yeah. And then we'll just go through it that way. So um, obviously lots more changes happen in this one than the first one there. They did a lot. They took more liberties with this movie. Um, for so there's better a lot of things we could worse. talk about. Yeah. But, um, I, my number three, the, the things that like were obviously different, but didn't bother me a whole lot were, they just altered the timeline a little bit here and there. Um, in the book, like the the events that lead to why the Pavenzies need to be brought back to Narnia were a lot more recent. Um, whereas in the movie, it's like Miraz has been king for years and he was, you know, crowned shortly after he murdered his brother. Like he's been the king for a long time. Um, whereas... Um, no, I got that mixed up. In the book, he's been king for years. And in the in the film, he it's like they want it to, right, they want it to happen right there. Yeah, right? they, they um, want that intense, like high drama right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Right from the get-go. They and I think they altered some of the stuff too. Because in the book, Caspian is only like 13. Yeah, he's Whereas in the movie, again, like all of them are a little bit older in the movies than they are in the books. And I feel like that they, they needed to explain that a little bit more. Um, so because, again, I, I feel like in, in the, a 13 year old heir needs a lot more help. Yeah. Than like an 18 year old. Well, and it's also like probably more closer accepting. to the age of taking the king. He's like more accepting of the help too, like. Probably, yeah, a 16-year-old probably still needs some help. Doesn't mean they're going to be like, I need help. <laughs> I need help. They're, 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 they might have a little more ego yeah. in a way. So they just, and it's just like little things like that. Again, where I don't, I wasn't super bothered by it, but they just like moved timeline things around here and there just to make the movie a little bit more entertaining to watch, right? Um, and because similar, the actors were all older. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. And there's like the stuff with like Dr. Cornelius, which I think I actually will talk about a little bit more with my number two. But again, just like little changes of like when things get told, right? When certain information gets shared. Um, when Caspian finds out about 
you know, how his dad died or about how his uncle took their, like, just when knowledge is shared, just gets moved around a little bit, just in the timeline. It doesn't, does it affect the story a whole lot? Probably not. Um, but it just happens. Yeah. And so I, and it, and it's a pretty, it, it's a recurring change, right? Throughout the movie is just these little moves of. Yeah. If you were to timeline kind of So out, I figured it was worth mentioning. The yeah. book and movie. It's like, they're not they crazy off, but there's a lot that's off just by like a little mm-hmm. bit in the timeline. So, yeah. Yep. And speaking of timeline, I think I'll switch my two and three here just to kind of keep talking about this. Um, in the book, the Pevinses. Pevinsey? I don't know. Every time I say their last name, I say it different. Yeah. The the children, the Narnia children. Um, The Pevinseys. The Narnia children. Spend like the first half of the book, not even with Caspian, like, they're doing their own thing. Oh, yeah. They're trying to get to, like, a major, like, the major journey is, like, getting to him. Yeah. And his army. <laughs> and, like, Caspian's doing his own thing. And in the movie, obviously, they meet, like, almost right away. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get because in the book, it's, like, it is hard sometimes, especially, like, if you were to read the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then go into this one, and then it's, like, Prince Caspian, and you're like, I don't care about this dude. <laughs> like, like, obviously, by the end, you care more. But it I reminds me... I mean, you care me, a little bit in the movie just on the fact that it's Ben Barnes. Yeah, I love Ben Barnes. <laughs> but it reminds me yes. of in the Heroes of Olympus series, after the Percy Jackson series. Like, you've read the Percy Jackson mm-hmm. series, you fell in love with Percy and the characters, and then you open up the first Heroes of Olympus, and Percy's not there. And no one's there. And it's all these new characters. And you're like, this is stupid. I hate this. And like, eventually you, you learn to love those characters. Maybe some of them. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, all you want is not as much. All you want is Percy. Like, that's all you're waiting for. And so I understand from the directors and the screenwriters perspective being like, we're not going to keep them separate the whole time. Like, let's just, you have to to make them care. Yeah. Yeah. You have to incentivize the audience to care more. <laughs> yeah. And I think that a lot of Caspian stuff in the beginning is kind of boring because it is a lot of like war councils and stuff that in a movie for children, not. Well, I think it's even interesting in a book for children, right? Yeah. It's like that. That was tough to get through as an adult. <laughs> um. So I understand why they made the change, but it definitely is one of the bigger changes because it literally affects the timeline again of the whole movie. Um, And because of that, they also. All four of them spend time with Caspian. I mean, I'm going to get into that more later, Mm -hmm. but it's like all four of the Pevensey's children spend time with Caspian and they're all journeying together and it's all together for the whole movie. Yep. Which I, yeah, I don't hate. I'll be honest. Like it's a big difference, but mm-hmm. I like their interactions for the most part. And I like, I remember as a kid, I liked it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I still, I, I just, I think 
some of the nostalgia pieces getting to me. Oh, yeah, 100%. But 2008, to put in perspective, so 2005, I'm 11. Mm -hmm. I'm still kid enough. The books, I had still read Lion, the Witch of the Wardrobe recently enough. I was young enough for that to connect to me from that, like, child heart. I honestly think this movie just came out at a bad time for me age-wise. See, when this one came out... I was in the peak of that awkward, awful, middle school, 14-year-old, like... It was was a rough time. So, like, I don't remember liking the movie much or connecting much to the movie when it came out, reading the book at that. Like, it was just... See, I was like... So I think I still just, like, hold some of, like, in my body, just like the, (laughs) ugh. I'm uncomfortable with the movie because when I watched the movie, I just was uncomfortable with myself as, like, a person. Yeah. (laughs) See, I was, like, 12, 13, so I wasn't quite into the angsty stage yet. So I think this one... I was full-on, like, emo child at 14. I think this one I still enjoyed. (laughs) The next one, I don't even think we watched... I don't, I don't think I, I, when we, when we do Voyage of the Dawn Treader, it'll be my first time watching that movie. Yeah. So this one, I still have that nostalgia for, especially because I was prime age for crushing on Caspian, though Peter still was my favorite. Oh, I still love And him. I remember being like, oh yeah, Prince Caspian, they did a good job casting him. Like he's cute. Like I do remember having those thoughts like, yeah, Ben Barnes has always been like, He's always he's, he's, he's a good looking dude. Always has been. Right, right, right around there. Um, but yeah, it's just weird. And so it's it's interesting. Obviously, this is not like a psychology or like sciencey podcast, and I have no, no idea what the science behind any of it is. But it is, it's just weird to be like those associations, right? Where it's like the first time I watched it and the way I felt then, and how that has carried over into like my just general thoughts and feelings on it in general. Um that and the fact that it is different from the book. And the book I did read at least as a kid. And I do still have some nostalgia pieces to the story of the book there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into it more with my next couple. But it's just interesting the way it was just hard for me to just, like, get into it at all. Like, it's, I can't really explain it. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So... Are you done with your number three? Yeah, I'm then, done. Where you swapped them around a little bit? Okay, so yep. then my number two and my number one kind of connect. But I'll start with my number two, and that is, like, the big fight um, where they try and take back over the castle. And this one is a straight-up um, grievance. This one. <laughs> this is just so much of a grievance. Yeah, this um, one was bad. When they launch an attack on Mraz's castle... The, in the book, they discuss it. They talk about it. Basically, like, there's a discussion in the movie. It's an awful discussion. It's not how it takes place in the book at all. Um, but the discussion kind of happens in both. And in the book, they decide not to do it. They say, The hmm, idea is abandoned. Yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> in the movie, they do it anyway. And we get this huge, time-consuming scene with this just sad just sad and this is this probably this battle and the feelings i feel watching this battle 
carries over and, and, and taints the entire movie for me. And like my feelings for the, about the entire movie, because there is just useless loss of life. Yeah. And it's just nothing goes to plan. And even though in the beginning, things don't go according to plan, they're just like stupid and they're like push through anyway, keep going anyway. Like, yeah. And it's just pointless and annoying. And like, don't get me wrong. I understand that like in life, in real life wars, there are battles that are lost and there is pointless loss of life every day. I get that. I don't need to see it in a children's movie. I don't need to see it. I watched this with my kids. My kids turned it on. They wanted to watch yeah. it with me. They watched the first For one. a children's right? movie. And it's like. It's intense. And they're asking me questions and they're just like, why are they doing that? And I'm like, cool. My six-year-old realizes that this is a bad idea. <laughs> my six-year-old knew that this was stupid to do. Yeah. But all these quote unquote adults and things are just going to go forward with it because it just, it irked me. Yeah. It didn't make sense. No. Um, again, can I logically see kind of like where their minds were at with an analogy of sorts, right? And, and portraying, well, like real battles like this happen every day or whatever, like sure. But did it contribute to the story? No. It was just also, sad. It kind like, of doesn't make sense because if you think about it, the Pevensey's children successfully ran Narnia like as a kingdom for years. For years. Yeah. And they still have that knowledge. Like Peter wouldn't be that stupid. He was a very successful king. <laughs> yeah, he was the high king. Like, yes, he's a teenager again now, but he still has that knowledge. Like he has th those memories return to them when yeah. they're in Narnia. They remember Narnia. They they remember um now I'm gonna forget what the main castle their 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 castle was, right? Like Care Pear, Park Caravel or whatever. Yeah, Pear Caravel, I think. Care Paravel. I just listen. There you go. The the words and names in Narnia, it's like him and Tolkien just had a freaking competition to outdo yes. each other. With let's make <laughs> things the hardest to say. Let's yeah. come up with the most ridiculous of names and words. Oh. It's because they were friends and they just built off of each other. But <laughs> it happens to this day with friends, right? You just amp each other up until you're just more and more ridiculous but yep um, but yeah it's just like and care paravel it's like a disservice like remember to like their characters that they would be this stupid yeah like it's one thing to say that prince caspian would he's an actual teenager he like actual. has only lived that many years but mm -hmm. i'm like you're telling me the, peter the, the, susan the wise is there like Okay. Yeah, they've like essentially lived two lives. Like it's weird. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's annoying. Yep. I'll talk more about that with my number one. But yeah, just like that fight in general. And it's not the only thing that happens um, that they like just completely add to the movie that isn't in the book. But it's the one that really just, I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. And I get you're trying to make a movie entertaining. I understand battles are entertaining but that battle wasn't but still that battle that was battle sad was not <laughs> yeah so. um it's like because in the first one they showed more of the battle but it was like a good battle but a battle actually occurred in the book and they, they just, expanded on a real battle yeah 
And there is a battle in this one. They didn't need to add. The, anyways, speaking of adding stuff, they didn't yeah. need to add. Um, yeah. My number two is they added like that chase scene. Again, I, it's just more drama, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it seems like there's just a lot of those kind of moments throughout the movie where they just wanted something more intense. They wanted to heighten it. Suspense. And I'm like, I get that. But like there's already the suspense of them like. Trying to overthrow the evil king like that's pretty suspenseful. I don't know. I. And so, yeah, when they get chased, it's dramatic. It is. I feel like it mm-hmm. goes on a little too long. It just is another scene that I just, yeah, I was like, okay. I don't remember this. And then I read the book and I was like, that's why I don't remember this. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm trying to be quick so we can get into our number ones because I know we have more to talk about there. But. Just as a whole, I think that they I understand that we've talked about this time and time again. I know it's a recurring theme in our podcast <laughs> is that movies want to be flashy. And I think we've seen a couple, though, I feel like where they add the flash within the context of the story without needing like these extra dramatic scenes. And it's few and hey. far between. But there's got to be a way to do it the right way. Yeah. So I don't know. I am very excited to, especially after finishing up Narnia, um, to do the Lord of the Rings series. Mm-hmm. Just because obviously C.S. Lewis, Tolkien, buddies. They were and the, like the books were published around the same time. They're both high fantasy novels yeah. and series. So, however, here are some TV. Siri, I'm not talking to you. (laughs) Um, I know The Hobbit was kind of marketed as a children's book. Yes, I read it. I don't think the rest of the Lord of the Rings were. They were not. No, the Lord of the Rings definitely is not for children. The Chronicles of Narnia as a whole were marketed as as children's books. That's true. That's true. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. We'll talk more about that when we get to that. Yeah. Yeah. But just from an adaptation standpoint, mm-hmm. I think. Well, and that's what's ironic about the fight scenes and stuff is I'm like, don't show this awful losing battle with lots of death if this is marketed at children. <laughs> yeah. That's not great. <laughs> that's why it doesn't exist in the book. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> Well, and more reasons why it doesn't exist in the book, which I'll get into in my number one. But um, do we have any honorable fan mentions? Fan faux pas. Huh? Or I mean, an honorable mentions. That's yeah. what I meant to say. We don't do fan faux pas till the end. Yep. I meant honorable mentions. Yeah. I'd say a big one for me is a bunch of the stuff they added to the very beginning. That just felt unnecessary with the Pavensis before they returned to Narnia. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Like they could have just dove right in. Peter and Edmund getting into a fight. Like, what was the point of that? Um, yeah. Susan, like that boy that she liked or liked her and she didn't like. I don't know. I don't understand why that was necessary, but. 
Yeah, it's cool. like they were I trying guess maybe to. Maybe it was just to see them returning to normal life. I don't know. Yeah, it's like they were trying to establish them as children again, like as young teens and children again, because yeah. you end Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with them coming back. But like you don't really like you see them return to being children and then the movie ends, essentially. Yeah, not really living in that life. Yeah, yeah. So maybe trying to show like this is how they've adapted and which I wish. And this is a book and movie thing I do. And I understand it's for children, so they didn't want to get too much into it. But like, I wish you could really see the effects more of them going from ruling a kingdom to being a normal teenage kid in that time period. And that adjustment. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure the adjustment would be getting in fights with random kids. No, I feel like that would yeah. be the opposite. Yeah, I don't know. It just you'd hope after being the high king, right, or a king you'd be of smarter a country for so many years, you'd be like, I don't care what this 14 year old boy says to me. You know, you'd be like, diplomatic <laughs> about it. Yeah, you'd be a little bit more diplomatic about it, but maybe not. I don't know. They. Don't include, again, there's so many characters that they don't include all of them. Yeah. Which isn't surprising. They change who does what, right, in certain instances. Yeah, who tells right, like, who, who what. Who kills Mraz, right? Like, who does that? Like, that whole ending for Mraz is all different. Yeah. It's all shifted. But not different enough that I feel so. like it, like, heavily altered the story. No, because it still ended, like, it's, Yeah. The main and it wasn't like plot points still got hit. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, again, just lots of little time. Again, basically my number three kind of captured, like covered a lot of it's honorable yeah. mentions, which were just these weird little timeline moves and just altering when something happens. Yeah. When does the river God break the bridge or where or how does the bridge break before the river God appear? Right. Like it's just we'll just move this around. It's just. I don't know. Just weird yeah. little things. I will say one thing I noticed is like Aslan, obviously Liam Neeson, great Aslan voice. Mm-hmm. But those scenes in this movie felt a little slow. But I think it's just because we'll talk about with my number one, probably that my number one, I think, explains that a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, but obviously Liam Neeson still does. His voice is just oh, yeah. so for sure. Aslan. Um, something I'm not that mad about um, that they modernized a little bit, right? Is similarly as we talked about in the in the first one, the girls don't really take part in any fighting yeah. in the books. Yeah, because it was written in the freaking 1950s. <laughs> like, yeah, they they spend a lot of time with Aslan thoughts in both books. Yeah, they just kind of hung out in the books. Um, were maybe a part of the planning. It's not like they weren't present and, and smart and still written in a good light, but they weren't physical. They weren't active in any of the actual battles. Yeah. Whereas in the films, they are, which I'm not mad about. No. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in my number one. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that covers what I have for honorable mentions. Yeah. It's hard because it's not a lot of stuff that I was, like, super passionate about. It was just a lot of things where I was like, oh, that's a little different. Oh, that's a little different. 
oh yeah okay that's that's a little different <laughs> and it was like that the entire movie <laughs> i'd be interested um have you seen the chronicles of narnia tv series that the bbc produced no because i've never seen any of that oh, all i've heard is it's it's old it's old well People think things in like the 2000s are old now. So, yeah, like this was it, it started in the late 80s. Yeah. And then I think it's ran into the early special 90s. Special effects and bad child acting. That is what I have heard. OK, yeah. So I don't know. But but I do know that it covers the Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, the Silver Chair. Like it's it did more. It covers the most books. Yeah. So, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I'm just, like, curious. Like, I wonder how it would... Compare. Compare, yeah. Yeah. All right, number ones. So, my number one, my biggest grievance, and I would be surprised if this didn't bother a lot of other people, right? Like, if this didn't bother other people... um, is what they just did to Peter's character. <sighs> yeah. Because I feel like any growth he had in the first one was completely nullified in this one. It was as if it never happened. He becomes this arrogant, thinks he knows better than everyone, just like kind of a, a just a, a, a family friendly words family friendly words jerk okay i'm like he's like kind um, of a snotty kid you want to like just awful just he's the worst cocky so co- yeah but cocky in like a the worst possible way yeah. like the words i want to say to describe him are all like they're not like super bad but also i wouldn't probably say them in front of my kids so i'm not gonna- <laughs> You know, like, I'm like, hmm, um, he's a butthead. There you go. <laughs> so, um, this whole weird thing he has with Aslan and, well, Aslan's not here and Aslan's not going to be, and, and it leads to the stupid decision-making that leads to that fight at the end, trying to retake the castle anyway. It's like, he just becomes stupid, and thinks he knows better than everyone else and can't take coaching and can't take feedback. And it it's just bizarre. I don't know why they made his character that way. It bothered me a lot. Like, I feel like it was maybe their attempt at showing him coping with going from being king to teenager. But it it doesn't make I don't know. It didn't make sense to me in that mm-hmm. way. Like. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It'd be one thing if he was always a teenager, you know, if he was a king teenager and then went back to being a teenager. Or if they completely forgot all everything. Yeah. If they showed back up in Narnia and all they had to go on was. Oh, yeah, you were this thing. Yes. And so you tell some 16 year old kid, you were you you were a high king, you you ruled this whole place. But they had no memory of it. So all they're going off of is their own 16 years of experience and the knowledge that they're in charge. Yeah, that maybe then you'd behave that way. But they have all their memories. They remember being in Narnia. It all comes like they have all those memories still. 
Why are you behaving like a spoiled child? Yeah. Do not be that child king from Game of Thrones <laughs> who's annoying and everybody hates. Yeah. Don't be that king. Like. <laughs> so. Especially because um, the whole point of Caspian seeking them out was because he was like, these were the best of the best rulers. I need mm-hmm. their help. They were awesome. And then they meet. I need to find the high and king. And Peter like, sucks. <laughs> and it's like. Mm. And they butt heads the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, mm, no. And there's like this weird power. There's like this weird power struggle and power play between him and Caspian. This weird power play between him and Aslan. Between like, it's just, biz- I just don't get it. It yeah. was an unnecessary. Which is a bummer because obviously I love Peter. And so I was really looking forward to his return. Yeah, and I was going to say, it was a huge disservice to him and his character. Yeah. It made him real annoying. <laughs> yeah. The only accurate thing I think would have been right. Like the the only accurate bit of, mm, no, I think I might know better than you. That could have been in the movie that would have been accurate to that kind of mentality is right. Like Lucy is the first to see Aslan again when he does come back. And everyone's just like. I don't know. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Like, yeah, I'm not so sure. Right. Like him being older and knowing like, I don't know, Lucy, like sometimes you right, like make things up or blow things out of proportion. Right. Like that kind of mm, I don't know. I might know better than you in that instance does kind of happen in the book. That's the only kind of instance that should have been included in the movie. But instead, it just, like, took over his whole character of, no, I know better than everybody else. And I feel like it was very reminiscent of the time. I feel like in that, like, the time when the movie came out, I do remember it was very heavy, like, male rivalries, I feel like, were really big. And even female rivalries. Like, I just feel like that was, for a while there in movies, that was, like, the thing. Like, women couldn't get along with each other. Men couldn't get along with each other. Like, there had to be this, like, threatening nature between them. And I'm glad that we're slowly moving away from that because, like, I love good friendships. Give me some bromance. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, girls supporting girls and, like, boys supporting boys. Like, I love that. And so I do think that that is a little bit reminiscent of that time period that the movie was written and came out. Is they were like, we need that added drama of like, I'm the alpha kind of thing. Like, I just feel like that was the time as well. Based on my, you know, memory of over 10 years ago, which isn't amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like that could be part of it. I don't know. I'm trying to give these people the benefit of the doubt. It again, that time of my own life was I was the center of the universe. Yeah. Right. As a 14 year old, I'm not paying a whole lot of attention to what's going on in the world around me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I learned and overcame, but that, you know, we all have those I phases. Not the, I was not the greatest person when I was 14 year old. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway. 
roommates. No, you were awful. What is your number one? <laughs> yeah, I was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number one, and this one isn't a huge grievance necessarily, but it's definitely a big difference. Susan and Caspian in the book maybe interact for like two minutes. They like do not know each other. They do not interact. There is no... Also in the book, they're 13. Also in the book, they're 13. There is no romance. (laughs) Like, there's not even a hint of it in the book. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, obviously, there's a romance between Susan and Caspian, and they spend way more time together. Caspian, it's freaking Ben Barnes. Yeah, how could you not? Um, But also, like, I understand adding the romance aspect in. You know, they're, they're aiming at preteens and they're like mm-hmm. all right how do we get the girls more invested in this war movie let's add some yeah. romance with the cute new guy <laughs> um which you know i'm fine with i don't think that it majorly takes away from susan's character because they added a lot more for her in like the fighting sense you know mm-hmm. she's able to be there for the battle she's able to use her bow she's able to like do these things and so in that sense i think it's okay it like balances out with the romance for susan's character because they do give her more power in in other ways other ways um to not um simplify what it is to be feminine or whatever yeah, yeah it's not just that she's A romantic interest. A love interest. Yeah. She also is, you know, part of the fight and she's sadly doesn't stop the stupid fights. But, you know, she's there. (laughs) She's an active participant, at least. Um, And so I yeah, I didn't hate the added romance. I know as a teenager, I loved it. We all wanted to be Susan because yeah. we all loved Ben Barnes. Wanted to be with Prince Caspian. Caspian. Yeah. Lots um, of, Prince Caspian was a big crush for lots of people. For a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. And now Ben Barnes yeah. has come back and is still a big crush for still a lot of people. Big crush for the dark, the darkling. Back. Yes. Um, um, so that's, yeah, it's hard. My number one isn't like a full on grievance. Because if anything, I do like that Susan has more, like, power in the movie, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, It felt like. And it wasn't just her and Lucy spending all this time with Aslan and, like, rebuilding, which obviously is important. But it's also important, I think, for young girls to feel like they can make a difference and they can fight their own fights and they can, you know, help in different ways. And like, obviously Lucy is just sweet and kind and, you know, she's not as into the battles, but I think it's good to have Susan be more into them and Lucy be less into them. Like to show that, that difference to have variety in the characters and, also, Susan's dope with a bow, which I always thought was really cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. I could have done without it, personally. Just because I am a little bit annoyed that it's like, not every story has to have romance in it. And that's coming from somebody who loves romance novels. 
Oh, yeah. I do love a good romance story, but not every good story needs to have romance in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that they did a good job of not allowing it to overtake the story. They did not make it a romantic story. It's more of a subplot. There wasn't like a huge arc or anything with it. That's true. Yeah. So I understand why they added it in. And I think that in the way that they did it, it was decently done. Like if it had to be done, at least it wasn't anywhere. (laughs) True. Um, It was not done. It wasn't done like super tackily. It wasn't very tacky. And yeah. how it was done. And again, I remember, you know, and this is my nostalgia, I think. I remember as a teenager really liking it. So I think that's why I'm partially more okay with it. Because I was like, well, I mean, their target audience was me at that age. So <laughs> clearly it worked. Right. True. Um, and I, I guess I, I don't remember thinking that it was unnecessary or dumb when I when I did watch the movie the first time. Yeah. It was only as an adult where I was just like, eh, you don't need love. This wasn't in the book and didn't really need to be in the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it also, again, like the, the age difference, I think, also affected it. Like mm-hmm. them being a little bit older. But I also, I, I fear it pushes more of the same. Siri, why do you keep thinking I'm talking to you? <laughs> um, I fear it pushes more of that mentality of like, oh, boys and girls can't just be friends. Yeah, that's fair. Which... In the mid-2000s, that that was the narrative. Like, 100%. I'm just annoyed by that, too, where I'm like, yes, she can. I think if the movie if came out nowadays... Raise yeah. people with the right mentalities and the right values and the right morals. Like, boys and girls can just be friends. Like, there's not always an ulterior motive of relationships. Like, it doesn't always have to be present, so... Yeah, but in 2008... Go on into a whole different thing. Yes. <laughs> It was 15 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, uh, fan faux pas. We do have a couple of those. Um, There's one big one and then two smaller ones. So do you want to take the one big one and I'll do the two small ones? Sure. Okay. I need to find them. (laughs) believe they're all on instagram i don't think we got any on facebook okay do you want to go first and then we'll do the big one in the middle okay sure so this first one i think we'll just wrap up lots of people's uh, thoughts so this is by uh sam um skb reads on instagram and she just says ben barnes perfect then and perfect now (laughs) truth um facts he was, he, it's not like he was, a, he was a good Prince Caspian. Oh yeah, he did a great he job. He filled the role well. I think he did a great job. Oh yeah. And I think this was one of, this was somewhat of an earlier role for him. I think this was definitely one that got him a lot Kinda of attention. Kind of put him on the map a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jimmy's awake. <laughs> All right, we're almost done. Okay, this one comes from Sierra on Instagram. Um, oh, y'all ready for my Narnia thoughts part two? Here we go. <laughs> As before, I have many thoughts. The majority of this movie is pretty good. Once again, they did a fabulous job with costumes, casting, and fight choreography. 
I will say that as an adult, I realize Ben Barnes, as fabulous as he is, is way too old to play Caspian. I think he was 30 something playing a teenager, which makes the Susan Caspian stuff even more awkward. Was he that old? <sighs> he looks great for his age. If he's that old, wow. When did this, this came out in 2008? Yeah. Ben Barnes was born in 1981. Oh, I didn't know he was that old. I take back my statements. He looks <laughs> very young. Yeah, he does. He looks fantastic wow. for being in. He was in his 20s still. He wasn't 30 yet, was he? I don't do math. 1981. He was, he was 29. He was 2001. He was not yet 30. Yeah, he was close. <laughs> but definitely way older than the actress that played Susan. So I don't know. Let me find out when she was born. Okay. She was born in 88. Okay, so not too... She was 20. Okay, so totally yeah. legal. They were all way old. They were way all way older old. than they should have been. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Because, yeah, they they looked, you know, late yeah. teens. So, wow, yeah, he looks great. He has yeah. aged well. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Moving on, she says, my main problem oh. <laughs> in this movie has to do with how they wrote Peter as an arrogant hothead. This is so very different from the sweet, noble Peter we get in the books and the first movie. I also hate the storming of the castle scene and how Peter refuses to call it off due to ego. While it's... Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> while she it's gets shot it. <laughs> and choreographed to look very cool, it's also a very depressing and brutal waste of life. I also think that it's ridiculous that they have Peter even consider bringing back the White Witch. I know C.S. Lewis included a plot to bring back the witch, but that was by a dark dwarf and not an MC. I didn't even I didn't even include that in mine. Yeah, just I, more nonsense. Yeah, I will say there's a couple of changes I did like that the movie made. I appreciate the movie starting with Caspian running away because it establishes the stakes pretty early on. I also love how we get to see all the pre pevency scenes with Caspian instead of simply being told them by Trumpkin. I love how much more reap cheap we get in the movie because he's iconic and hilarious. I also appreciate the movie leaving out the whole Bacchus and the wild hunt merriment party. That really pulled me out of the story rereading it this time around because of its major shift in tone and tension. I'm really glad the movie changed it. Yeah. And, and weird, weirdo Lewis always liking to bring in Greek mythology into his yeah. high fantasy novels. <laughs> Which is an interesting choice. And I do love Reepicheep. And he was also very good. And I did really like Reepicheep in the movie also. Yeah. Very well done, that character. Um, lots of good points. Made again by Sierra. Yes. She made really good points about the first one, too. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, finish off with our, our girl Allie here. She said this one had a lot more differences than the first movie. It seems they took a lot of things and put them in a different order. Yep, there you go. Like the movie starts out with Caspian escaping when in the book, the Pavensis were just told the story after they have arrived back in Narnia. Also, I like how in the movie, the Pevensies were in a crowded London substation when they were transported back. Instead of in the book, they were in the country station all alone. And not a single person questions their disappearance. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, it was okay. I think they did a better job with the first movie. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. I'd have to agree. The first one is a I timeless think they definitely classic. did a better job. This one, I would not give the same 
Well, they didn't change as much. It was more true to the source material. But I will say, I think even the first book, people just remember more fondly. I think a lot of people have yeah, only read I, the first one. I fall one. in that category. Yeah. So. so it was, they were kind of fighting an uphill battle going into this movie just because they knew they weren't mm-hmm. going to have the same nostalgia fan base as the first one. Right. Good point. And then I think it gets worse with the next one, which we'll get into. Who knows? We haven't seen it yet. We don't know. Maybe it goes up again. Maybe it gets better. Yeah, but I think there's a reason they stopped making them after this next one. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. There's just too many of them. And they're too confusing. Let's be real. They're just too confusing. It's a lot. He does a lot. He throws a lot in there. Yeah. um, That leaves us with the age old question. Was the book better? I'm going to And I'll still say yes. I'm going to say yes on this one. Um, but I don't think it was like huge distance between the two. I just think that the changes that were made in the movie were enough to make me enjoy the book a little bit better, but not enough to make me not enjoy the movie. I still think it's a fun movie. Like as a whole. Yeah. It was still enjoyable. Yeah. But it was fine. And like there were parts of the book that were kind of boring to me. And I kind of skimmed over. I can see that too. But I still think the book was better. Yeah. (laughs) But I would agree the book is still slightly better in this case. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So that's that's our thoughts on Prince Caspian. We still plan on doing a mini-sode that will kind of generically just kind of talk about and cover all of the Chronicles of Narnia books that don't have movies. Um, so that mini-sode will be coming next. Um, and then we will do Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And then we're done with Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> yes. Because those are the only ones that have been turned into movies. So, um, and that'll be an interesting one because I've never read the book. Never watched the movie. I've read the book. I have not seen the movie. I've only seen the trailer of the movie. So I don't even know if I remember seeing the trailer. So I probably have seen it, but I don't remember. Or maybe it, so. I've seen like the first five minutes of the movie. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. But yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, and so those are coming and we will do our best to get them out um, on our normal schedule. But we'll see. Life is the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, otherwise, if you want to join the conversation again, you can always find us on our social media, um, at TBWB podcast. That's where we typically ask for fan faux pas, kind of let you know what's coming next, all that kind of thing. So follow us over there. Um, but we do appreciate you listening and tuning in and we hope that you have a great week and don't forget to read.